My Father's Music by Wayne Callan. In that odd and dreaded instrument was the gift of a lifetime. I remember the day Dad first lugged the heavy accordion up our front veranda, taxing his small frame. He gathered my mother and me in the living room and opened the case as if it were a treasure chest. Here it is, he said. Once you learn to play, it'll stay with you for life. If my thin smile didn't match his full-fledged grin, it was because I had prayed for a guitar or a piano. It was 1960, and I was glued to my AM radio, listening to Del Shannon and Chubby Checker. Accordions were nowhere in my hit parade. As I looked at the shiny white keys and cream-coloured bellows, I could already hear my friend's squeeze-box jokes. For the next two weeks, the accordion was stored in the hall cupboard. Then one evening, Dad announced that I would start lessons the following week. In disbelief, I shot my eyes towards Mum for support. The firm set of her jaw told me I was out of luck. Spending $300 for an accordion and $5 for each lesson was out of character for my father. He was practical always, something that he learned growing up on a farm. Clothes, heat, and sometimes even food were scarce. Before I was born, he and my mother moved into her parents' two-storey home. I grew up there on the first floor. My grandparents lived downstairs. Each weekday, Dad commuted for three hours to and from his job, where he was a supervisor in a company that serviced jet engines. On weekends, he tinkered in his workshop, turning scraps of plywood into a utility cabinet or fixing a broken toy with spare parts. Quiet and shy, He was never more comfortable than when at his workbench. Only music carried Dad away from his world of tools and projects. On a Sunday drive, he turned on the radio immediately. At red lights, I'd notice his foot tapping in time. He seemed to hang on every note. Still, I wasn't prepared when, rummaging in a cupboard, I found a case that looked to me like a tiny guitar's. Opening it, I saw the polished glow of a beautiful violin. It's your father's, Mum said. His parents bought it for him. I suppose he was too busy on the farm to ever learn to play it. I tried to imagine Dad's rough hands on this delicate instrument, and couldn't. Shortly after, my lessons began with Mr Zelly at the Allegro Accordion School, tucked between an old cinema and a pizza parlour. On my first day, with straps straining my shoulders, I felt clumsy in every way. How did he do, my father asked when it was over. Fine for the first lesson, said Mr Zelly. Dad glowed with hope. I was ordered to practice half an hour every day, and every day I tried to get out of it. My future seemed to be outside playing ball, not in the house mastering songs I would soon forget, but my parents hounded me to practice. Gradually, to my surprise, I was able to string notes together and coordinate my hands to play simple songs. Often after dinner, my father would request a tune or two. As he sat in his easy chair, I would fumble through Lady of Spain and Beer Barrel Poker. Very nice, better than last week, he'd say. Then I would segue into a medley of his favourites, Red River Valley and Home on the Range, and he would drift off to sleep the newspaper folded on his lap. I took it as a compliment that he could relax 
under the spell of my playing. One July evening, I was giving an almost flawless rendition of Come Back to Sorrento, and my parents called me to an open window. An elderly neighbour, rarely seen outside her house, was leaning against our car, humming dreamily to the tune. When I finished, she smiled broadly and called out, I remember that song as a child in Italy. Beautiful, just beautiful. Throughout the summer, Mr Zelli's lessons grew more difficult. It took me a week and a half to master them now. All the while I could hear my mates outside playing heated games of ball. I'd also hear an occasional taunt, Hey, where's your monkey and cup? Such humiliation paled, though, beside the impending recital in the autumn. I would have to play a solo on a local movie theatre's stage. I wanted to skip the whole thing. Emotions boiled over in the car one Sunday afternoon. I don't want to play a solo, I told my father. You have to, he replied. Why, I shouted. Because you didn't get to play your violin when you were a kid? Why should I have to play this stupid instrument when you never had to play yours? Dad pulled the car over and pointed at me. Because you can bring people joy. You can touch their hearts. That's a gift I won't let you throw away. He added softly. Someday you'll have the chance I never had. You'll play beautiful music for your family. And you'll understand why you've worked so hard. I was speechless. I had rarely heard Dad speak with such feeling about anything, much less the accordion. From then on, I practised without my parents making me. On the evening of the concert, Mum wore glittery earrings and more makeup than I could remember. Dad came home from work early, put on a suit and tie, and slicked down his hair with pomade. They were ready an hour early, so we all sat in the living room chatting nervously. I got the unspoken message that playing this one song was a dream come true for both my parents. At the theatre, nervousness overtook me as I realised how much I wanted to make my parents proud. Finally, it was my turn. I walked to the lone chair on the stage and performed Are You Lonesome Tonight without a mistake. The applause spilled out, with a few hands still clapping after others had stopped. I was light-headed, glad my ordeal was over. After the concert, Mum and Dad came backstage. The way they walked, heads high, faces flushed, I knew they were pleased. My mother gave me a big hug. Dad slipped an arm round me and held me close. You were just great, he said. Then he shook my hand and was slow to let it go. As the years went, the accordion drifted to the background of my life. Dad asked me to play at family occasions, but the lessons stopped. When I went off to university, the accordion stayed behind in the hall cupboard next to my father's violin. A year after my graduation, my parents moved to a house in a nearby town. Dad, at 51, finally owned his own home. On moving day, I didn't have the heart to tell him he could dispose of the accordion, so I brought it to my own home and put it in the attic. There it remained, a dusty memory, until one afternoon several years later, when my two children discovered it by accident. Scott thought it was a secret treasure. Holly thought a ghost lived inside. They were both right. When I opened the case, they laughed and said, Play it! Play it! Reluctantly, I strapped on the accordion and played some simple songs. I was surprised my skills hadn't rusted away. 
Soon the kids were dancing in circles and giggling. Even my wife Terry was laughing and clapping to the beat. I was amazed at their unbridled glee. My father's words came back to me. Someday you'll have the chance I never had. Then you'll understand. I finally knew what it meant to work hard and sacrifice for others. Dad had been right all along. The most precious gift is to touch the hearts of those you love. Later, I phoned Dad to let him know that, at long last, I understood. Fumbling for the right words, I thanked him for the legacy it took almost 30 years to discover. You're welcome, he said, his voice choked with emotion. Dad never learnt to coax sweet sounds from his violin. Yet he was wrong to think he would never play for his family. On that wonderful evening, as my wife and children laughed and danced, they heard my accordion. But it was my father's music. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price. Thank you.